What's going on, guys? It's Justin here with Fox English Learning, and I'm super excited about this English lesson, which we're going to have a test at the end. And we'll, as always, we'll do our learning English by reading the Bible. But in this English lesson, we're going to continue our study of the present perfect. So if you have not listened to the lesson before this that sets a foundation for the present perfect, Make sure you go back and listen to that one and then listen to this one so that you will make sure you understand everything we're going over. We're going to have a lot of fun with this English lesson. And as always, I'm going to test you at the end to see how you're doing. So as always, you know, my lessons are free. So sit back, relax, enjoy this quick sponsor, and we'll get into our free English learning for today. Thanks so much for listening to that sponsor. But let's get into this free English lesson for today. So today we're going to look at one of the most confusing things with the present perfect. And it's because you can be confused when using these two words. So I'm going to say the words, then I'll spell them for you. The first word is been, B-E-E-N. And the second one is gone, G. O-N-E. When you're talking about things in the present perfect, and remember, that is something uh, that includes the past, but all the way up until now. So if you were like, you know, I've been to China three times since last year. I've been to China three times uh, since the last year. That includes the past. When you visited all the way up until now, that's how many times you visited. And that is an example of the present perfect tense. But when doing that, you can be confused on when to use been and when to use gone. So in this lesson, I'm going to do my best to help clear it up and make it clear for you guys so that you can know when to use either one and so that you can be confident as an English speaker. Uh, so make sure you're teaching someone what you're learning. And even if you do not have anyone, practice saying these sentences and these words uh, out loud, and I'm going to test you on the end. So with the test questions, say your answer out loud so that you can improve your English. So the when you talk about been, been is the past participle of be, of the verb be, okay? And gone is the past participle of go. So that kind of gives you a little clarity. So been is the past participle of be, and gone is the past participle of go. You use been to describe completed visits. Let me say that again. You use been to describe completed visits. And describe means to kind of explain or talk about. And completed means to have finished something. Okay. So you use been to describe completed visits. If you have visited a place on a holiday, and then you returned, you have been there. So you cannot say you've been somewhere until you're back, okay, or you're not there any longer. So you can say, you know, I've been to America. I've been to China. I've been to Cambodia. I've been to McDonald's. I've been to school. I've been to work. I've been. Those are the ways you can use been because you have completed the visit, okay? Now, if someone visits a place but has not come home yet, they have gone there. Ah, that's where you get it. 
If you have not completed the visit, then someone has gone there. So if someone visits a place but has not come home yet, they have gone there. So if someone was to say, you know, where is Jose? Jose has gone to work. You wouldn't say Jose uh, has been to work because that, that wouldn't answer the question. Like, okay, he's been there, but where is he now? So Jose has gone to work. That means he's went to work and has not completed that visit, okay? So an example is she's been to India on holiday three times. So that means she's been there and came back, been there and came back three times. Now, here's another example. She's gone to Moscow. She she will be back next week. She's gone to Moscow. She will be back next week. You see how even the ending is? She'll be back next week. That means she has not completed the visit, okay? Now, when you ask someone about their past experience, you use been, not gone. So you don't say, have you gone to Cambodia? Have you gone to school? You would say, have you been to Cambodia? Or have you been to school? You do not use gone to refer to past experiences. You use been. So let's review that before I test you on it, okay? So been is the past participle of be, and gone is the past participle of go. You use been to describe completed visits. So that means you've went there and no, you have completed that visit and are no longer there, okay? If someone visits a place but has not come back yet, then they have gone there, okay? So even though they went there in the past, they're still there right now. And that's why that can still be the present perfect form. Some examples are she's been to India on holiday three times. That means she's visited it three times but came back. But if you were to say she's gone to Moscow, she'll be back next week. That means she left in the past, but presently she is still not back. And anytime you're asking someone about past experiences, you use been. So now let's transition into the test part of this English lesson. Now let's have some fun and let's test your English and test your understanding of been and gone. So here's how it's going to work. There's going to be, I'm going to do five questions. So this test will be five questions long. And then after the test, we'll do some learning English by reading the Bible. Okay. So I'm going to read a sentence and I'm going to live a blank. And you're going to have to decide if gone goes in that blank or if been goes into that blank. So I'll read a sentence. I'll leave out a word and you need to tell me, does gone go into it or been? And here is your assignment. Make sure that you say it out loud. When you think you know the answer, say it out loud. And here's another thing. If you do not get it correct, it's okay. That means you just need to keep practicing. Do not feel bad. But let's move into your English test for today. So the first question, she's blank to visit Susan. She'll be home tomorrow. Do you put gone or been? So here it is. She's blank to visit Susan tomorrow. She'll be home tomorrow. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. She's blank to visit Susan. She'll be home tomorrow. What goes in the blank? Gone or been? It said she'll be home tomorrow. So would you say been or gone? 
The correct answer would be gone. You would say she's gone to visit Susan. She'll be home tomorrow. And why is that? Why would you use gone? Because remember, she has not completed the visit. Once she has completed it, then you would use been. But since it's not completed, it's gone. So awesome job. Question number two. Have you ever blank to New York? Have you ever blank to New York? Would you use been or gone? Which one goes in the blank? Have you ever blank to New York? The correct answer would be been. Have you ever been to New York? As far as have you been there and came back? Because currently you're obviously not in New York if you're asking that question. Okay, next question. You are late. Where have you blank? You are late. Where have you blank? What goes in the blank? Been or gone? You are late. Where have you blank? The correct answer would be been. You are late. Where have you been? Because that means you're no longer where you were. Now you're where you are late. So they're going to say, where have you been? You would not say, where have you gone? Because they, they couldn't be gone. They're there right now. Gone means not to be there, okay? So those are the first three. Let's get into the last two. Where was Eric blank? He was here a minute ago. Where has Eric blank? He was here a minute ago. What goes in there? Been or gone? This one can be a little confusing. But the correct answer would be gone. Where has Eric gone? He was here a minute ago. Now, you hear uh, native speakers probably mess this one up. So if you say this right, that's really, really good. So where has Eric gone? He was here a minute ago. That means he's gone somewhere, but he has not. They don't know where he is. So his wherever he's at, they don't know. So you would say gone because they're not there right now. Okay. Here's the next one. She was offered a new job and has blank to London. She was offered a new job and has blank to London. What would you put in the blank? Been or gone? She was offered a new job and has blank to London. The correct answer would be gone. She was offered a new job and has gone to London. That means she's there and she's still there right now. So hopefully you got all five of those answers correct. If you did not, that means you need to practice and that means you need to remember when do I use been and when do I use gone? Remember, been is a task that is completed or a visit that is completed. Not a task, a visit. And gone is a visit that's not yet completed. So make sure you practice those. Make sure you practice pronouncing them and so that you can be a confident, fluent English speaker. But let's move into the last section of our English lesson, which is learning English by reading the Bible. So listen to this quick sponsor and we'll get into our English lesson for today. Thanks so much for listening to that sponsor, guys. Now we've got to my favorite part of our English lesson, which is learning English by reading the Bible. Now, this one's going to be a little different. I'm kind of just going to talk to you guys and teach you about something very important from the Bible. So we may not go into specific verses. We may, but I just want to teach you something super simple so that you can understand it, grab hold of it, and use it in your life. And one of the main things the Bible teaches us is about a word called prayer. 
Now, when you hear prayer, I'm not sure what you think of. It's going to be based off where that you're, where you're from, what religion you uh, have grown up around, and things like that. But here is what prayer is. Prayer is the ability to communicate with God. We are able to talk to God, and God is able to speak to us through prayer. Prayer is making our request known to God, building that relationship. In essence, if someone's to say, what is communicating, communicating, or what does it mean to talk to someone? That means to communicate them with words. So when you think of prayer, what that is, is you talking to God, but also sometimes he may lay something on your heart. Now, I just realized I just said that, and that's a phrase. So when someone says to lay something on your heart, that means pretty much that they that something came to mind. But this is what the Bible teaches about prayer. The Bible teaches us that God loves us, okay? That God loves us and he wants a relationship with us. And as a part of that relationship, he has given us the means to communicate with him, which is prayer, okay? Now, there's a lot of different kind of ways people pray, but there's only one true way to pray. And the Bible teaches us that uh, there's only one mediator, which is only one person, or there's only one way to get to God, and that's Jesus Christ. So first, in order to be able to communicate with God, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is a way to effectively be a child of God. So how do you become a child of God? It is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. But I don't want to go too much off on that. I do, but I want to focus on prayer. I just want you guys to know that God wants a relationship with you. He wants you to make your request known to him. He wants you to run to him. He wants to be the ultimate joy in your life. He wants to mean more to you than learning English. He wants to mean more to you than your family. He wants to mean more to you than any job you can have. And the cool thing is, is that he is more important and that he is more satisfying than anything this world has to offer us. Okay, so please don't be offended about what I'm about to say. This does not mean that I don't love you. And this does not mean that I don't want to continue to teach your English. Okay, but the only way to have a relationship with God truly is through faith and belief in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's no other way to get to heaven. There's not multiple ways. There's not multiple gods. There's only one God. And that's who the Bible teaches us, okay? The Bible reveals his character. That's how we know he wants us to pray to him. The Bible talks about it. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. And he says, when you pray, and he breaks that down, and he teaches us so much. To be a Christian is to be a child of God and a follower of Jesus Christ. I just wanted to get on here and encourage you guys to pray to God, go to him, spend time with him, talk to him, okay? And it's an ultimate true relationship. And you know, I'm promising you, and it's uh encourage you guys to put your faith in Jesus if you have not. Um, I would love to, if you need, if you have any questions about that, message me. Um, if you're like, hey Justin, I believe there's more than one God, you can talk to me about that. I won't be mad at you because you disagree with me. I'm a Christian and you may be a Buddhist. That does not mean that I don't like you. That does not mean that I want to uh, make you feel bad for what you believe. I disagree with what you believe, but I still respect you. I still value you, and I'll still love to talk to you. But I'm convinced and ultimately believe the Bible and what it teaches about God, and that the only way to be saved and the only way to have a relationship 
with him is through Jesus Christ and putting our faith in him. So part of this learning English by reading the Bible was I wanted to start a conversation with you guys. Please feel free to message me any questions about Jesus, any questions about um, Christianity or any questions about anything. If you want to say, hey, what does that mean for me as a Buddhist? Message me. If you were like, hey, what does that mean for me as a Hindu or a Catholic or anything like that? Uh, just please know that I respect you and I'm not mad at you for disagreeing with me. But ultimately, the Bible points to truth and that there's one God and there's one mediator between God and man, and that is through Jesus Christ. So I hope you guys kind of enjoyed this little talk just about learning English with the Bible and what the Bible teaches you and what it means for your life. Um, but I'm going to pray for you guys and we'll end this English lesson. God, I thank you so much for each and every one of my students. I thank you that I have the ability to teach them English. I thank you for how encouraging they are for me by sending me messages on Facebook. And it's so cool to be able to teach and also learn more about you while doing it. I pray that you would help all of my students learn English and help all of them become awesome followers of you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys have a great day and have fun learning English.